Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out poor news. With us today, we're glad to have him back because I think he was just on about 10 days ago, Andrew Davidson, CEO, Chairman, Royal Helium, RHC on the TSX Venture Exchange. We know a lot of you are going to be new to the story, so I'm going to give you a two-minute intro here. If yeah. you think about balloons and blimps when thinking about helium uses, I wouldn't blame you, but you're also missing out on a much, much bigger picture. You got to think beyond balloons because helium, believe it or not, is a high-tech gas with many uses in high-tech applications. MRI, magnets, fiber optic cables, hard drives, you name it, even cleaning rocket fuel tanks. Demand from those is causing supply problems, making it a high-priced commodity with prices just continuing to rise. Saskatchewan, that's one of the only places on earth with current and past production of primary helium. This is where Royal Helium comes into play. They're one of the largest landholders searching for helium, and their goal is to deliver a million, uh, a minimum of one trillion cubic feet of total inert gas into the market uh, by exploration development. More than just lip service, here's the press release. Royal Helium initial testing confirms economic helium concentrations at Climax. Andrew, congratulations. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's uh, exciting times for us. And you're bang on right when you talk about balloons. I mean, people keep going to that and that's fine. That's how we all get introduced to the helium market. But uh, anyone uh, anyone in the Western world who owns a smartphone or watches the TV or goes on the internet or does any of those things uses helium every day, they just don't know it. Right. And that's... I got to admit, I don't mind the balloon thing because it's a great hook. And yeah. they say, hey, by the it's way, true. this... Right. It guarantees a question when you're talking about uh, helium or talking about Royal. It's always a question that comes up. Is just balloons. I, I actually embrace it. Say, great, let's talk about that. Now let me tell you about the real stuff. And the yeah. real stuff are these results. They look fantastic. I've got a quote for you, but I want to ask you straight up first. How good are the results? Are they as good as expected or even better than expected? Well, they're they're better than expected. And, and uh, you know, anything anything in Saskatchewan in the in the 0.3% and above is a highly economic helium well. And our lowest test here on these wells uh, was 0.33. So and as high as 0.94, right? As high as 0.94 in a, in a lot in the middle in the 0.65 range, which is uh, just freaking phenomenal. <laughs> it, uh, we couldn't be happier. To hit it on three for three is uh, frankly unbelievable. It's, it's a lot better than we thought. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> not much to complain about on our side right now. Lots of work left to do, but, uh, but we're all smiling here on Team Royal. And, and the great thing about helium is, you know, it's a gas at the end of the day, unlike traditional mining rocks and all that, where, okay, George, we got great results. We're going to keep on drilling and five years from now, we'll have a pretty good idea what we have down there. Yeah. You can turn these uh, into cash flow relatively quickly, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, with with relative ease. I mean, it's about a six month process from when we're ready to go and say, okay, let's commercialize this uh, to when we can actually start flowing gas through a processing facility. So, you know, compared to mining deals uh, or, or even some, you know, oil and gas deals, it's exceptionally quick, and and the payback on it, given the given the price of the resource, is is phenomenal. But you know, six months of of production gets your capital back on the well. There's not a lot of projects out there that can offer that. Um, helium and, and it's amazing a lot of people still don't realize that about uh, about royal helium but they yeah. may you know yeah fingers crossed we're not saying the yet but they, they they may they may see that sooner than later yeah i mean we took another positive step right i mean this is all about about taking risk off the table we took a big one off the table last week 
there are two parts of this. So you've got the three wells now. So yeah. we want to talk about what's next for them. But you've got more drilling coming as well, oh, correct? We've got more drilling uh, lined up than we can reasonably do in, in the short term. I mean, one of the things people have to remember about Royal is one of the differentiating factors against other helium exploration companies is just purely size. I mean, there's there's no one that can match a million acres of helium rights in Saskatchewan. I mean, the, the climax target alone is 30 square miles, the target we just drilled into. That's that's the size of the closure. We drilled three wells into that. That's diabolical. We hit zones as big as 30 meters. That's an enormous zone for for any type of production, be it oil and gas, helium, natural gas, you know, any mineral, you name it. It's massive. It's 90 feet. And yet what's amazing is in that massive, in that massive area, the three wells all came back economic. Because well, they did sometimes George Gold, George Com Gold has a million acres is like, where the hell do they even start looking for this stuff? Yeah. So the fact that you're able to hit these three is pretty promising. Yeah, very promising. So we and we started on just a small subset, right? So that 30 square miles is you know, less than a third of our total acreage just at Climax, which is a 50,000 hectare uh, land package. And we drilled all these wells um, a little over a mile apart from each other. So they're all, it's not like drilling into the same pocket. I mean, we drilled into what looks to be a, a pretty extensive field here. I mean, all needs to be confirmed with additional testing and all that, but uh, indications are very, very strong. You know, talking with our reserves evaluators and, and they're indicating that you know, they would treat each of these wells as a step out well from the other. So it's not a confirmation of what we found in hole number one. When we right. do hole number two, it's a new well completely. If we can does tie them all together, it's a, it's a resource of a pretty significant scale. Could does be. this also, or should this also give your shareholders in the market confidence that if you're able to be successful in the first three, that means you've got a great theory going, you guys know what you're doing, the rest of them and tell us how many more you're gonna be drilling. Uh, should stand a, a good probability of success because we can't guarantee anything, that's for sure. Yeah, obviously we, we can't guarantee anything, but it, it does, you know, provide some credence to the theories that we brought to the table. And and we didn't develop those theories, right? I mean, these are things that have been practiced in the helium exploration business in Saskatchewan for a number of years now. We didn't invent it. We just, uh, we, we did it quicker. We, we expected a hit rate of about 80%, which was aggressive in its own right because we're, we're drilling into new fields here. But... Uh, well, we exceeded that. So 80% would still be the target we would put on any drill program. And we have the ability to drill basically as many wells as we want at this point. It'll be capital restrictive. But the nice thing is we get into these things and we get them and we bring them online. They, they start to pay for themselves within six months. Yeah. you Last time we talked about some pretty cool cash flowing of yeah. an average well. What does the cash flow look like? And then I want to get back to what are the next steps for these three? But the economics, as you say it right in the headline, right? You actually say the word, econo it confirms economic helium concentration. So if uh, if you take the grades that you're at now, uh, let's say halfway point six five percent you know, potentially without forward looking, but just generally speaking, back in the napkin math, how economic are those wells? Well, I mean, you, you break it down and look at it, like these wells have a, have a useful life in excess of 10 years, right? cost a million and a half dollars to, to drill and complete. You're paid back in six months. They, they produce out about $3 million of cash flow per year, pretty pretty evenly over the first five years. And then they start to decline a bit. You know, you're essentially nine and a half plus years of uh, <laughs> free free cash flow on these things. You get your half a year back. payback, 
So yeah, you know, that that they, uh, you don't get much better ROI than that at the end of the day. Well, I mean, it, it, again, it's all forward looking because we haven't done it yet, but it is done right around us, right? I mean, it, we're not the only ones doing this. Um, we're just we're doing it quickly, and we're doing it in a public company. You know, and we're one of just a handful of helium companies in the world that's a public company where we've actually drilled wells now. So what's but, next for these three? What more? What, how much more work do you got to do until you guys say? Okay, we've got some. We we can definitely go to the market with, you know, these are gonna be cash flowing for us. Yeah, we need, we have about another month worth of work left to do on these things, and that's amazing. That's, that's really into the longer term flow testing, where you open the well up and let it flow for an extended period of time, and then you shut it in for an extended period of time, and just watching how pressures rebuild in the system, that gives you a consistent flow rate, and from that, you know, you can you can sort of prove out gas in place numbers. Uh, and, and things you can turn into a reserve report and a resource report from. And you need about a month of that just to have you know, a month of good data because uh, just. Yeah. And I mean, remember that we're doing this on three wells, right? And so each one takes its own amount of time. And uh, the most we can do at once is two, just we're limited by availability of services. So uh, we've got two going at any one time. And then we've got a third one we've got to do after that. So it just takes time. That's yeah, and that's not a lot of time, by the way, I got to tell you. I mean, that's before May 2-4 weekend for, for yeah, most yeah. of us. So we may have a good reason to have a great weekend. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Again, we're not projecting anything. No, nope, not projecting. Just uh, we're excited to, to see what we get here. That's for sure. I mean, indications are good. I mean, we've obviously been able to take gas samples, which means gas is flowing up the well bore. So that's a pretty darn good sign. So that's those three. Talk to us about what the progress looks like and how many more wells reasonably do you expect to, to continue drilling? I know you if you want to do 100, but how many do you reasonably expect to continue drilling? Well, in the next, let's just talk about the rest of, of 2021 to start with. We've got another five targets we can drill at Climax immediately without doing any more exploration work. Uh, we'd like to do those. And then we want to go over and drill some of our projects over in the Southeast as well, specifically our, our Bengal package. We want to do the initial three wells over there. So that takes us up to eight, but really, to me, a good target in the next you know, 12 months is 15 wells to get 15 additional wells down into this field. And, and from there, you know, presuming we have an 80% success rate, you're going to have essentially 12 production wells yeah. on uh, generating cash flow in the next 12 to 18 months. The world changes awfully quickly. I mean, now we're talking about building facilities and we're, we're, we're growing very, very rapidly. And you guys don't have any plans. A lot, of, a lot of juniors will get it to a certain point. And say, all right, we'll just sell it off. Uh, do you think? Do you think that's your eventual exit one day? Is that your preferred route as a group, or you, or when you get to the point that they're cash flowing, and some or all, we don't know how many guys at home, but you know, it looks like there's going to be some degree of confidence on some of these. Or do you just get to the point where you say, hey, we're going to sit back and just you know, keep creating cash and then keep putting some of that cash back into the rest of the uh of climax well i think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna create cash flow first and we're gonna de-risk as many of these land packages as we can as quickly as we can so that in case somebody wants to come and take a swing at us we at least have a fair value determined right we want to take uh, take projects from pure greenfield into we've got something proven here at least that way you get it fully valued now, if nobody comes knocking and we're not looking for anyone to, we'll happily develop this field out and we will drill and drill and drill and produce for a long period of time and then look to grow. I mean, we're not afraid to, to grow either nationally or internationally, looking to, to add on additional helium projects. Is, uh, we love this business. I mean, we've, everyone that's involved is just, 
<laughs> fall in love with this with this stupid little gas that everyone thinks is only for balloons. But uh, it's a phenomenal industry. It just is. I mean, the the products that use it, uh, it it's it, it's ridiculous. You need to have a look at it. Last question for you. How is the industry still, last time we spoke, supply is diminished. There's real problems there. Prices are going higher. Do you, do you foresee that being the dynamic for the foreseeable future? I do, because, uh, you know, it's somewhat leveled off now, uh, you know, based on restrictions on demand during the COVID era that we're living in. But uh, that's reversing and we're moving back into that undersupplied uh, market dynamic, which and the interesting part of that is that during this this time period where where demand was curtailed, price didn't go down. I mean, it stayed roughly the same. So we're into a into a spot in the market where the floor price is is in and around that two fifty to three hundred dollars U.S. per MCF. And as demand continues to grow, and it will, given that given the uses for the gas, and and there's no there's no supply coming to market anytime in the immediate future that can really impact global demand. And given the critical nature of its applications, not balloons, it's pretty price inelastic. If I'm if I need to create MRI magnets, I'm not trying to shop around. I need to I need to create those. I need to get my helium and same thing for airbags and yeah. cleaning rocket fuels. You can't uh, go you, shop you around. It's pretty it, price inelastic. You need it and there's no replacement product for it. So if you don't have it, you don't have it. Andrew, congratulations. Uh, and I think what we said this last time, we're gonna say it again now, given how fast you guys are moving out in Saskatchewan, it seems like this is gonna become a pretty regular thing. We don't have to do a 25 minute uh, webcast yeah. all the time. Cause it seems like, you know, you're like, a, you're like a tech company. You're iterating and upgrading, <laughs> iterating and upgrading. And that's almost more fun. So. Uh, congratulations and maybe last word to you before we sign off. Yeah, just to uh, reinforce the fact that uh, the entire team is just so pleased with these results and we thank the market for their support and what we've been doing. Uh, results are coming fast and furious at this point. You're going to hear from us again in 30 days at uh, at the most, and then we'll have lots more to talk about after that. Uh, the development plans are, are large and they're going to happen quickly. Um, and we're just looking forward to get started. We'll be here. We'll wait for you and looking forward to more good news because you guys have already proven to this point, you're the overnight six, seven year success story in helium, right? <laughs> That's uh, right. But, That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think it's easy to say that you guys are going to probably continue on that path. It's just a question of degree. And that's yeah. why that's what we talk about next. Yeah, that's great. No, I appreciate it. And uh, I think you're right. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. We'll have you on next time, buddy. Thanks for the time. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Andrew Davidson, CEO, chairman of Royal Helium, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol RHC. We know there's a lot to absorb because let's face it, how many of us have really been uh, exposed to the helium industry? Uh, do the deep dive, start first at Agoracom, go to the company's profile page, uh, we've got it all neatly laid out for you in good summary form so you can get a great overview of the company and what it's doing. And then uh, you can see the you can see the URL right above Andrew's uh, head there or from the profile page of Gorecom, just link right over Royal Helium, do a deeper dive. Uh, it's a great, exciting industry, something most of us didn't know about. You got to do your due diligence. Just don't say we didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time.